The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright and Weir Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. Test, 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 test. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Potterhood Podcast. And is this the first or second one in 2020? Second one. The second one of 2020. I'm Nico White. I'm Oposnan. And we are the Potterhood Podcast. It's been a minute since we last got to record, buddy. What's been going on? Uh, I'm doing good. My uh, my kid's excelling at swimming. Oh, wow. You know, she's seven months old, and we take her to swimming now, and mm-hmm. that's pretty cool watching her swim. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know you had the capabilities to swim at seven months old. No, you we, we hold on to her pretty tight. Oh, okay, God, they she, just throwing their baby in the water. Yeah, no, we're, we're in there. Got her in the tub, just <laughs> spending for herself with water But she up. loves it, yeah. Good. You think when she grows up, I mean, it's probably too early to tell. Yeah. When she grows up, she'll maintain the aptitude for swimming or no? I think she loves it. I think as long as we don't stomp it out mm-hmm. by accident, yeah, she'll just keep loving it, I think. Well, good. Please don't Dursley it and stomp <laughs> it out of her no. before she gets a chance to really, you know, experience it. No, we Weasley it. We try to do as much fun on as little money as possible. A hundred percent. Speaking of, of Weas- Weasley ing it <laughs> i can't say that shit the lisp and everything else makes that you're doing great weasley ing it, it. You, you would be a rough slytherin oh i'd be a very rough <laughs> slytherin i mean it's not it's not even that's just that that's a that's a whole lot of like mouth turning you know all the passwords there have s's in them <laughs> hey man s's are not the problem you heard how crisp that s was just now Listen yeah to S. You heard that, Max? Killed it. Yeah, it's, it's great. Wasn't a whole lot of That was of like air a Voldemort no, no Avada Kedarva level clarity. Now, I say that to say this. Um, As far as, like, saving and all that type of stuff, I'm trying. Like, I'm really trying. Yeah. It's hard, but I'm really trying. Like, I'm not buying f- as good food as I usually <laughs> buy. I'm not buying the quality You're suffering this winter. Buy. It's not even that I'm suffering. Sacrificing. Like, I'm trying to, but it's like every time I try to save money, something happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Either a bill comes up, taxes, whatever the fuck, something happens. You know, and it's yeah. really annoying. But the cost of being an adult, right? Yes. But we ain't <laughs> here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Harry Potter shit. So, Will, <laughs> you tell me who we sorting. We're sorting uh, Goku. Now, this one kind of shocked me because I didn't think that, you know, Will knew anything about Dragon Ball Z. And I don't. You were right. I was 100% Sometimes right. the book and the cover are exactly for each other. And he knows nothing about Dragon Ball Z. Just like, I don't know what he just said. What I don't Like, you know, know when means. you judge a book by its cover? It's ah. like, but sometimes you can. And the book and the cover are the same. Yes. Well, with Dragon Ball, the book and the cover <laughs> or whatever the fuck, it's an amazing anime. Like, 
It's a Japanese animation created by Akira Toriyama, and it's been going for like damn near thirty years, right? I think it's just over thirty years now. Yeah, just over thirty years. In now. what ways is it groundbreaking? Well, first of all, it's one of the introductory Japanese anime to American audiences. Like it is the Babe Ruth of anime cool. as far as like making the genre itself huge. Because Dragon Ball Z is big. Dragon Ball Z is the second best-selling um, Japanese anime, as far as I know. And it's behind One Piece. Now, One Piece has sold like 480 million copies, right? And I think Dragon Ball Z is in the 350 million copy range. It's amazing. And <laughs> that's not. I think that's just counting like its books. That's not counting its video games sold, its um, DVDs sold. Dragon Ball Z is probably a billion-dollar, you know, conglomerate if you think about everything that it puts out and everything that it earns um because we're sorting the main character it's kind of it's kind of weird trying to figure out where to put goku right because goku is definitely brave and goku's so brave that he's stupid so you think you put him in gryffindor automatically right but he's also ridiculously loyal but he's also really, really mischievous. That's how. <laughs> and he gets a lot of other people in trouble. Like the planet that he lives on is constantly in trouble because he lives there. Um, that's tough. Is there any Harry Potter character? So that sounds a little like Harry. He's kind of like Harry. Well, at, well, in this case, I guess it's better to say Harry is kind of like him. Yeah. Because Goku was um, Goku's character was around longer than uh, Mr. Potter. But. Also sounds a little like Draco. No, no, no. He's no? not. He's nothing like Draco because Draco is a elitist, right? Okay. Where Goku will give anybody a chance. Got Draco it. is accidentally so like Fred and helpful. George? Fred and George. He he has qualities to them, but he's closest to Harry. Okay. He's actually closer to Harry, Ron, combined because okay. Goku has a family, right? But he has a family he loves, but he's still kind of estranged from him. Because his wife, he never gets any time to be around because he's always training and fighting. His kids, they all love him. His wife loves him, too. But again, he's either fighting, dead, or training all the time. Now, the only person I can think of in the Harry Potter world to see the one of those three things is Harry. And then Ron a little bit. Ron never died. But Harry's been dead. You know what I mean? He's left other people having to face his burdens or having to die waiting on him to face his burdens. So for that reason, I'm going to put Goku in Gryffindor because he's most similar to Harry James Potter in that people always seem to die for him, waiting on him, and it all seems to revolve around him in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Okay. And when you try to take the attention off of him like Dragon Ball Z did during the Cell Saga with Gohan. Um, and you're still mad. <laughs> it worked. No, no, no. I, I loved it, but oh, you did? it only okay. works for a little while, and then people get tired of it. Because after, like, one season, after Cell, motherfuckers like, all right, this Gohan shit was cool. Bring Goku back. <laughs> so, Goku, Gryffindor. Okay, and I agree, because all of that sounded really uh, well-constructed. You punk. Nah, you can't just do that. <laughs> okay, you well. You need Reese. I need, okay. Uh, well, I mean, it sounds like he's a lot like Ron and Harry, where, from everything you said about him being like Ron and Harry. So... I would, if see this is what happens when you don't know a lot about something, because <laughs> he's he's got a little bit of Vault, not Voldemort, of um Dumbledore in him too, the way he's vastly irresponsible about some things and incredibly responsible about other things, and he's the most powerful fucking person. Everybody's afraid of fighting him. 
Is there a little Cedric? Cedric, uh, in sometimes he dies for no reason, kind of like Cedric. Okay. Did. You know, he's been useless like that before. Not that I think Cedric Diggory was a useless character. He just wanted to death. So I was like, we didn't really need him to die. Just as much as we didn't. Is there need a little him to James? Live. James, yes, because Goku can definitely be a dick when he thinks he's stronger than you or he doesn't take you seriously. But he's not a bully like James. Yeah. He's more of um, he's similar to Lupin and like, well, actually, damn. Wow. Okay. He's pretty similar to Lupin. Um, Goku was born an orphan. Lupin wasn't born an orphan, but he ended up being like a strange. His woman. his kid was an orphan. His kid ends up being an orphan. Fucking Goku was raised by like a grandpa Gohan, who's an old nice man or whoever the fuck. And you know he found friends. Uh, Lupin was raised by his parents. And then he went to school and found friends. Goku really doesn't have a huge friend group. He only has the friends that uh, you know, that he met Bulma, Krillin, uh, Piccolo, and the Z Fighters. Uh, bu- 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 huh, let me see. He found out that his parents had like a tragic history. You know what I'm saying? Similar to how um, not Lupin. I guess Lupin's son. What's the son's name? Uh, son. I forget. I want his. No, I'm good. Teddy. Gonna... Teddy. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah good call. Teddy. So. Yeah. I, I liken him similar to Teddy because Teddy's lost his parents in a very um tragic way in a war. Goku's parents died. Bardock and um I think his mom's name was like Onion or some shit. It's like Guinea. Guinea. Some shit. Oh, is you sure? Because I feel like that could be um Vegeta's brother's wife. Uh no, I don't know what her name is. Okay, but Guinea is definitely Goku's mom. Cool. This is a <laughs> this is a Harry Potter podcast, so you motherfuckers probably won't know who Goku and all that shit is. But They're going to know all of this, cut. yeah, or or none of this, all of it or none of it. But for for the sake of argument, for me to finish this point, um, Goku found out that his parents died. His dad tried to lead a resistance against Frieza. Nobody listened to him, and he was murked. Right, along with the rest of his you know people, Teddy. When he grows up, he's going to learn his parents were killed in a war. Yeah. Trying to fight off the evils of Voldemort and whatnot and got killed by their soldiers. So, yeah, I guess that I guess that character would um fit him most. I didn't didn't think I would leave saying that. But after further um, thought, yeah, Teddy Lupin and Goku are very similar. What do you think Teddy ends up doing after he graduates from Hogwarts? I don't know, man. That that kid's life is already so like you would hope he Mars. just plays Quidditch or something. I would hope he does something that gives like the Lupin last name some value, like some really, really oh, some good dignity. Value. Yeah, in the not, ministry, and, and not not even that it doesn't have it now because Remus Lupin was amazing, but he doesn't get a lot of credit. He always seems to be kind of looked over, not by us, the fan base, but the when people talk about Harry Potter. What do you think in terms of status in the wizarding world? What are the jobs were that are high status? High status probably being headmaster of any um high wizarding school. Yeah, you would think having, so. Having a upper so position. So are teachers more important in the wizarding world than doctors? They have to be. Think about St. Mungo's like it's not nobody even thinks it's cool if like your dad's at St. Mungo's, but if he's one of the seven Hogwarts professors, it's like, "Oh my god." Well, of course, because you have think about it. In order to teach at Hogwarts, if we do assume that Dumbledore is the most powerful wizard yeah. alive, then that means that if he's the most powerful wizard alive, whatever he's principal would match his um would match his caliber, right? Yeah. So Hogwarts must he's be a principal. He's a dean of a university. He's the most powerful person in the country. Exactly. That's so crazy. The fact that he's that and not minister of magic. 
kind of puts it all in perspective to me. But yeah. I guess it's all about what do you think? I is never thought about making, that. Yeah. To, if if America was built that way, do you know how much better things would be? Yeah. If, if the most powerful person in the, in in the country was like um, Elon Musk was pres- a principal. Principal. Yep. I mean, he might be a fraud, but if he's legit, if he, he was a principal, he'd be too busy trying to take the kids to the moon. And yeah. I ain't with that shit. His Leave girlfriend would be taking weird selfies in the school. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that's something I was thinking about recently. I know you still haven't sorted Goku, but we're gonna say you put him in Gryffindor. I'm gonna say Gryffindor. There you go. Just so you don't have to <laughs> mull over it too much. Max, you watch Dragon Ball Z? Where yeah, would you put Dragon. Goku? Well, I actually pick. I picked this because I just got the new game Kakarot today. Yeah, he did. And like, I ain't gonna looks, hold y'all. When I'm done with this episode, I'm gonna play the fuck out of this Kakarot yeah. game. Yeah, it looks fun. Uh, <laughs> Sponsor there's, us. There's a few different places you could put him. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Gryffindor is definitely a good one. The one that you definitely can't put him in is Ravenclaw. No, absolutely uh, not. Goku is not academically um, gifted enough for that. Okay. I would even try, I would make an argument that I don't know how strong of it is, but I think you could also make an argument for Slytherin. Oh, you definitely can make an argument for Slytherin. Kingsley is He's, a cop. Uh, did you ever think about Kingsley's that? Kingsley's a cop. Very powerful black cop. Kingsley is one of the most <laughs> powerful wizards outside of yeah. the school system. Yeah. He might be the single most. But he that's might not be. a teacher. And he's a cop. Bars. <laughs> it's crazy what J.K. Rowling does. I mean, well, you know, if you believe the troll, she's a, a phobic racist and whatnot. No so. way. She's that's a, insane. She's a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Oh, there Dude, you go. Trans-exclusionary the, the radical that's feminist. Insane. Ooh. That's Ooh. just an that's insane what they, point That's what of they view. say. That's what they say? That's what they say. I mean, if, I know. If I was her, I'd make a character name that and just yeah. put it in like a book somewhere. It wouldn't even make sense. Like I would a, just put it in a book just to fuck with them. Why would yeah. anybody think negatively of her? Hey, like, man. People, why do people do half the things they do? Who went from being a billionaire to not a billionaire anymore because they gave that much to charity? Michael Jackson, but he touched kids. So, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> just to answer. Was he not a billionaire at the end? Uh, they, they, at the, they say that he wasn't. He maintained that he was. So I, I thought the estate, I don't know. What do I know? I thought the estate was still worth. I, I mean, he was worth billions. Well, since he died owning that catalog, yeah, died owning the catalog, and in the decade since he's died, I think he's made a billion dollars. I think he has made a yeah. billion dollars since yeah. death. just off album sales. That's the crazy part. Yeah, but anyway, you were telling us why he could be in Slytherin. Oh yeah, because he's just uh, Goku. We mean yeah, Goku. Because he's um, yeah, he is a family, but family doesn't seem to be the most important thing to him. It's power. Power is right. his main thing. And he's, he's he's selfish. He uh, very much. If you go by uh, Dragon Ball Super, yeah. uh, the tournament of power very much. is basically just him being like risking everything just because he, he wants he's what put he wants. The entire universe, the multiverse, the multiverse. Man. And I'm not even fuck with y'all. He's put the entire, like all of existence from God, everything under God was in danger of being destroyed because Goku wanted to play. Max, who's more powerful? Uh, Goku or Rick? Who's Rick? from Rick and Morty? Yeah. Um. Yeah, because we can't. You gotta remember, we can't just be throwing in fandoms in this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. And then we'll move straight to some Harry Potter. I think the thing stuff. is, they yeah. both. I think what would happen is he's definitely physically stronger, but they would both. If any, they both keep coming back. I think they both keep coming back from death. Yeah. Hey, really keep hey, either one me, dead. Let uh, me tell you something. And then we just gonna go right into whatever the next segment is. There is no it's way possible Goku or Dumbledore. that no. Rick from Rick and Morty is beating 
Goku. Goku? I don't There's know. There's no Rick, way. Rick from Rick and There's Morty no is like way. the most powerful you character I've ever you seen. I don't give a fuck what you thought you seen. He's like he's infallible. No, I don't think he is. But if if he's Goku, just needs to get caught off guard. Remember Resurrection F? He just gets shot through. You know what? Rick was a pickle, and then he wasn't one anymore. Hey, you know what? Y'all might be right, but guess what? We ain't here to talk about <laughs> no. Rick and Morty, goddamn. Or it. Dragon Ball Z, really? Oh, well, well, Dragon Ball Z fit here because yeah, we, were we were sorting Goku. So I yeah. hope the people that are listening, I hope you appreciate the deep dive we did into Goku. If you ever get the chance, go look up the anime and support the official release. It's created by Fun- Funimation and Shueisha. Go look up uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I promise you won't have a bad time. All right, so, Will, what's our next thing? Well, you compared Goku to Dumbledore, and we're so I have a Dumbledore question for you. Shoot. So we we are a little anti-Dumbledore on this podcast sometimes, in general. Sometimes. sometimes. I'm, I'm, I'm turning over a bit of a new leaf. I started watching it, and I was thinking about Dumbledore might be a lot sweeter than I gave him credit for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think he does care a little more. I just think it might be hard for him to show care. And the reason why it might be hard is because you think about what he's cared about. He's all, almost lost everything he cares about. Sure. He lost Grindelwald to prison. He lost his sister. He lost his brother because of what happened mm-hmm. with his sister. So everything he ever loved, even if you look at the Order of the Phoenix, he probably had nothing but love for those kids. Yeah. And a lot of them died before they even got to the second Wizarding War. You know, And to know that everything you love seems to be taken away from you, when I thought about that, it actually made Order of the Phoenix and the way he was acting make a lot more sense. It's, it's all, yeah, I think it's Order of the Phoenix. And when, it was being slowly taken from him. Right, but it had been taken from him before because he didn't really want anything bad to happen to Harry, but he thought if he distanced himself from him that it would make Harry less enticing for Voldemort, I guess, yeah. which to me makes no sense at all. But I can understand. He overthought himself. He overthought everything. And I think in that overthinking, he found more and more loss. Yeah. Like overthinking fucking going against Grindelwald probably got a lot more people hurt than it would have if he would have fought him sooner. Okay. Well, here's my question because it's uh, about Grindelwald. Shoot. So Grindelwald goes to jail. Do you think Dumbledore stays loyal to him in jail for forever? And if that's the question, how ridiculous is that if that's the case? Um, I won't say it's ridiculous because I'm from the hood. I know a lot of. Have you seen it happen? I've seen it happen. I've seen girls fucking. What's the longest sentence? Ten years. You saw a girl just wait for ten, ten years? years. That's crazy. Ten years, a whole decade. So I'm talking from she was 16 at the time to being 26 last year, and the fucking kid she was with, he got yeah. caught up in some stuff. They sentenced him to 10 years on, like, a possessions and a um, drug case. Yeah. And that was her man the whole way through. She held him down. So That's crazy. It's weird to me because that type of stuff is, like, applauded. You know what I mean? That yeah. kind of loyalty. And I get it. I don't know that I share that type of loyalty. Like if I, I can't, can't imagine. If I can't see my woman for 10 years, I doubt I'm going to still be there in 10 years. Especially yeah. not if you committed a fucking crime that I think is a crime. And if you think Voldemort, I mean, not Voldemort, if you think Grindelwald Dumbledore, I, I, I brought you in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I brought you in. I ain't going to be faithful for 10 years. But funny enough, now that you ask it, and considering the life he lived, 
I do think. You think he was? I think he was. Which is, I think that's wrong. See, if J.K. Rowling th- did anything wrong, it's to make that character that way. I mean, but if but if she did, I think that would make Dumbledore a lot more. Um, he's like a martyr. He's like self-inflicted misery 101. He's like depressed. But people that are in those types of positions usually are. Yeah. They usually are. I mean, that's no different from a lot of people that probably have that type of profession. You think about it. When you're the principal of a school, you're in charge of a lot. Like, we all know, like, when we went to school, our principals, none of us were like, yo, my principal was fucking amazing. I yeah. want to hang out with my principal. I want to be good. Like, honestly. The three no, of us mine, here, mine were disappointing. How about you, Max? I, my memory's shot. I don't even really remember. Uh, Too many drugs? Yeah. yeah. That's his principal's fault. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but you you think about that. They have they have their hours, right, from, let's say, 5.30 in the morning to 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Then, even though they don't have to grade papers, they got to worry about the passing rates. They got to worry about the teacher's morale and all that shit. They probably don't have a lot of time to get to themselves. And even if they do, if they have a family. You're talking about good ones. The ones I've experienced ones. haven't cared about teacher's morale. Well, right. So now in those cases, right, you have a lot of them that's just like they're just trying to get through the day, get through the year, and yeah. get to summer vacation. Either way, it's not a lot that they have to pull from because they're going to be the they're the top fall guy. Yeah. Right. So, so much is up to them. They have to make so many decisions day to day. When you add on the emotional tax of being what Dumbledore was, everything he had been through, everything he had gone through after and how, how he lived his life in the end. He's kind of a tragic story. Yeah. And he wasn't very good at being a principal. No. I bet he was a great teacher, but a lot of kids almost died on his watch. Right, but I, I again, I think that's what goes into the tragedy that is Dumbledore, and that's going to be the title of this episode, The Tragedy That Is Dumbledore. I agree. Um, The tragedy that is Dumbledore is that he's never been able to fully protect the things closest to him. Never. Yeah. He severed literally every single tie most directly connected to him from his dad, his sister, his brother, his fucking pupils. I'm going to give a conspiracy theory and you tell me if it's crazy. Uh, shoot. I feel like him and Hagrid were never really the same after he let Hagrid go to Azkaban and Chamber of Secrets. Huh. I feel like Hagrid was always a little bit mad at him. Like, they never fully resolved their friendship. Now, what what gives you that idea? Like, before, or before uh, he went to jail, Hagrid was always doing tasks for Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Whether it was like picking up Harry and taking him to Diagon Alley, basically everything. Yeah. Even if it was just like, hey, go inspect this corner of the woods, Hagrid. Hagrid yeah. was always doing, I mean, even stuff outside of his job. He, he yeah. would go to Dum- the Gringotts for Dumbledore, whatever. Right. After that, he would do some stuff on behalf of the Order of the Phoenix, but it never felt like he did anything oh, for Dumbledore anymore. I hear you. I hear you. One of the things that I saw change was that I didn't see but so much of Hagrid, like, yelling at the mere slightest disrespects of Dumbledore like he did in the first movie, right? And in the first book, when Vernon says something slick about Dumbledore and he was like never saying anything negative about Albus Dumbledore in front of me, that might have been gone a little bit more. And it might not, like in Hagrid's spirit, if he was a real person, the love probably never went anywhere. It's not the love. It's just right. the coolness. Well, right. I, I'd be pissed, too, if you let me go to jail for yeah. a crime you know I didn't commit. And you more powerful than this motherfucker. Like, yeah. Like, 
I don't know. Get it's it. not like I don't love you. It's like I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm I'm pissed that you let me go to jail. Yeah. You know I didn't do it. I mean, well, if Hagrid felt like that, you can imagine how Sirius felt. But you know that's the story. Yeah, so. but Sirius forgives. But Sirius doesn't think like Hagrid. Yeah, yeah. So in a way, Hagrid's smarter than Sirius. Well, Sirius doesn't have that intelligence of knowing where he actually stands in a friend group. He just right. looks at it like we're pirates together. Fair. I don't know, man. I I think Hagrid had love for Dumbledore. I will. I'm going to have to go back and reread the part in the books where Dumbledore falls out of the tower because Hagrid's there. Well, Hagrid's crying at the funeral. I know he's yeah. crying at the funeral, but that could be from unresolved shit. It could be. Could be. It's not a crazy conspiracy because it all makes sense. And it wouldn't be the first time you let Hagrid get in some trouble, yeah. you know, under your under your watch. Because that was the whole. Are we talking the first Chamber of Secrets or the. In uh, Chamber of Secrets. Remember, they go. Yeah, in the, the second book. They in go. the second book. So remember, Hagrid got in trouble the first time, too. Now, I can't remember if Dumbledore was a teacher back then or headmaster. But if he was... He was head, a teacher. He was a teacher. Okay, yeah. then that's different. Then that's no, different. but still, you should... If you know a kid's innocent... Mm -hmm. If you know a kid's And you got innocent, pulled with the ministry to a pretty good degree. But I think he used his pull with the ministry to not have Hagrid, like, completely, like, dissuaded. Did Hagrid ever get an award after the war? Like one of those fucking that medals of I don't Merlin. Know. But what I'm about to ask you is, do you think that Moaning Myrtle was only around because of Dumbledore? Like huh. Dumbledore feeling so guilty about that incident, that's what kept Moaning Myrtle around. I don't know. How do the how do the ghosts work? Nobody really knows. Like basically it's like if you die with regret or die with an unwillingness to pass beyond. Mm -hmm. That's like the idea of it, that nearly headless neck, he kind of explains it. So then, if that's the case, why was Voldemort so afraid of death if you can maintain your form? Because ghosts can't have power. Okay. They can't have power of any kind. All gotcha. they can do is kind of just persist with their point of view. But you're still immortal. Yeah, but Until the thing Voldemort... Voldemort is he a wanted, fucking idiot. He wanted eternal power forever. He wanted to be the most powerful thing uh -huh. that there was for forever. And to be a ghost would then make him magically powerless. Yep. I mean, okay. the Bloody Baron was a great dueler. He mm -hmm. can't kill anybody anymore. He's probably miserable. Right, 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 right. Do you right. think you can still turn into a ghost if you created Horcruxes because you, like, split up your soul like that? Ah, that's seven a, small ghosts. Yeah, that could that could there could be something to that, buddy. Because I, I'm literally sitting here thinking now that Will said what he said. Like, yo, if Voldemort came back a ghost and he wanted to be powerful on some almost like Palpatine shit from Star Wars sometimes you can have power by having pieces him being a ghost you can't do anything with him and him being as conniving as he is he could just show somebody how to do everything it is that he wanted to do and almost live vicariously through them but Voldemort is too selfish for that type of shit he will want all of the credit to come to him but it's yeah. just weird that he didn't opt to be a ghost. I think that that would have worked for his plans better than him being human and alive. Well, he never would have stayed in Quirrell. Like, being in Quirrell was kind of ideal. He had the job that he wanted, mm -hmm. defense against the dark arts teacher. That's funny. And he could have just hung out, waited, assassinated Dumbledore when he wasn't looking. Yeah, but why, why do that? You know what I'm saying? That makes too much sense around here. No, he wanted to. He wanted a body back as soon as possible. He had to go for the the sorcerer's stone. Ah, fucking idiot! 
Because yeah. now that I'm thinking about the story, I mean, we are Monday morning quarterbacking a little bit. <laughs> we we might be, but damn it, we how many episodes we done done? We don't even know. So yeah. whatever we doing, damn it, we deserve to do it. <laughs> because it's it's to the point where it's like I got like. Two or three, I got it mapped out for the rest of the year, like two or three things that we can talk about, like yeah. per app, right? But fucking, <laughs> it makes sense that we got to this point. Yeah, I mean, we've had so many 30 episodes in. Interesting uh, Harry Potter conversation. But when you think about the whole story of Voldemort would have opted to be a ghost, and you think about the people that he could have still had under his employ, and you think about the access ghosts have, like, are they bound to Hogwarts when they're ghosts? No, they're bound to like one spot basically like not even fully hogwarts like just an area fucking yeah, yeah, yeah let's pause Oof. right quick be right back no worries i'm gonna pick up from um if all the cool man i really think about that because he could have did a whole lot of dope shit as a ghost what time is it by the way it is 5 40. oh okay yeah we're good Because she was the one who didn't go, so she doesn't have sympathy for all these whores who went. Like, we all know who went. You know? It's fine. It, they were allowed to go. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not a big fucking deal. The thing that is a big deal are, you know, rapes. Uh, yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, actually, it is a little bit. I mean, it's a systemic problem. It shouldn't be... On its issue with like power. Yeah, I mean, part of the issue is that some of these women did it because they wanted to, and some of them did it because it felt like they felt like it was the only way they could compete. And they're probably right. I mean, if you can't get through as the other way, you know, it's fucking weird, man. Yeah. All that shit's fucking weird. You see that? Who Trump got as his lawyer? Who? Alan Dershowitz. Um, yeah. He defended some of his other clients in the past have been OJ, uh, Harvey Weinstein, and Jeffrey Epstein. That's fucking crazy. This guy, um, Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz is, lawyer. um, Trump's lawyer for the impeachment. Oh, God. And Alan Dershowitz, <laughs> if you don't know, also represented OJ. But then he also has represented Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein. If I'm Trump, I'd be like, uh, no. That's no. crazy. Oh, you getting your weed and no shits now? This is Max's. Oh, that's Max? not my weed. Oh, it's not? Oh, yeah, no, that's not my weed. Don't go smoke. I thought okay. that was yours, so yeah. Max is a very oh. nice man. Yeah. I'm about to say, you just reached in that shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not even mine. Oh, well. Sounds like a roommate's weed. Well, you know what? You owe your... Yeah, I owe him a theoretical apology. <laughs> yeah. $20. <laughs> All right. So, we're back. We're back. Now... When it comes to Voldemort being a ghost, I really just think that he would have served himself a little better had he went that route. Because there are a lot of people that he could have mobilized remotely as a ghost. And he could have still seen his plans come, th come through uh, to fruition and all that good stuff. But, you know, he likes to be difficult. Because every time, now that I'm, because I'm really fucking thinking about it. And it's like, you could have manipulated so much shit. <laughs> You could have went and terrorized Harry. But he Harry. misses Bellatrix. He you wants... might miss Bellatrix, but he could have got Harry. 
Imagine if he would have got the Harry Potter. He would have been like easy sniper. Young. No, no, no. After all was said and done, right? Yeah. And he done, he's already killed Harry's parents. Harry's going through everything he's going through with the Dursleys, right? Now, if Voldemort, uh, not Voldemort, if Dumbledore could watch over Harry and see that they treat him horribly, or if McGonagall, like when she, when she first walked up in the first book, and she was like, I'm going to hang around these motherfuckers all day in their trash. They're the worst. You shouldn't leave him with him. Think about somebody like Voldemort. Had he, as a ghost, would have just went and spied on Harry. You don't think he would have been able to get to him? If he would have understood a little bit more about his connection to Harry, he probably would have been able to take Harry over. Yeah. And come back that way if he would have tried to do it as a ghost. Or if nothing else, make Harry his tool. And pull Harry away from Dumbledore and the light side over to the fucking dark side. And use him as his instrument to take over the world. Yeah, he And then he that way, up. everybody would have to then get rid of Harry. And Harry would have fulfilled like the prophecy that Lucius Malfoy made from that he's a great dark wizard. <laughs> it just would have been funny to see the story play out like that. Voldemort remotely. Do you fucking think there's some puppet stringing? Do you think there's some seer who went big on a prophecy and it was wrong and it just ruined their career? Probably a couple. They're just probably like Grindelwald's gonna win it all. And probably a couple. He didn't, and then there's probably a couple people that are seers. They're like pissed at Trelawney. Or Trelawney's <laughs> mom or whatever the fuck. Whoever made that prophecy. Because yeah. they probably made a similar prophecy that didn't come true. <laughs> that was almost. Yeah, that was almost correct. <laughs> I wonder about that. Like, do they just. Voldemort not- and Harry will fight and Harry will roll his ankle. <laughs> well, that's, I mean. Well, thank you, Madam uh, Insert Name here. We appreciate such a contribution to the conversation. But yeah, that's 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 what that's what I think. I think um, Voldemort kind of shortchanged himself. He would have been a he would have he would have made a great ghost. Yeah, Tom Riddle, he was a great ghost. Yeah, in the fucking Chamber of Secrets, he made a great ghost. He fucking manipulated Jenny. But that's what I'm saying. He <laughs> seems so much more effective when he's not doing it himself. Yeah, he gets his in his own head. Yes, he like he. It's like he's worried that history is gonna write. Voldemort conquered, but was stylish. He's like being stylish for the history books. It, but even in his being, quote, stylish for the history books, unquote, he was just stupid. There was a lot. Voldemort could yes. have achieved what he wanted to achieve. He was just too He bullheaded. made some James Bond villain speeches. Yeah. Like in the graveyard. Yeah. He's like, and I will now fire a killing curse at the boy. It's like, <laughs> I'd have killed Harry on sight. Yeah. I would have killed Harry on sight. I don't want to duel you, nigga. The last time I pointed my wand at you, I died. Now I want to play with you. It'd be just my luck. You get a wand and you a real bad motherfucker. Now, I'm not going through that. I would have killed Harry on site it's more sensible and i'm not bringing you i'm not bringing myself back with your blood because i'd be too afraid that yo if i kill him i'm going to extinguish everything connected to him right so i feel like if i had his blood that means i'm gonna die yeah when it did that stupid shit (laughs) i like it even though i don't know that there's another spell for getting a body back i don't know if there's any other way enemy to get well I, but you, if you take the blood of your enemy, forcibly that means... Forcibly taken. Even, but even if you take it forcibly, it's like you're still getting a piece of your enemy. That's yeah. one of the... I don't, I don't know too much about war to the people listening. I'm a comedian, not a general. But <laughs> when, you take, when you take something vital from your enemy 
if you don't have the mechanisms for that thing, then you're go- you're bound to lose. Fucking the mechanism that Voldemort didn't have that Harry had is love and knowing how to understand love and how to feel love. And love is what killed him before. Love is what killed him during. Love is what killed him after. How are you going to take the blood of a motherfucker that can understand the one thing that you can't? Of course you're going to lose. And where is Voldemort now? Dead. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I might have to take it back. Sirius Black might not have been the stupidest person in Harry Potter. <laughs> it might have been Tom Marvalo Riddle. I'm not even going to call yeah. him by his uh, the name that he wants because fuck that. Oh, I hope I don't get in no trouble for that. <laughs> Somebody's mad at you for misnaming. <laughs> no, I think you're, you're in the right on that one. You okay, know what I was good. always curious about was uh, how good of a wizard would Quirrell be with Voldemort in him? With Voldemort in him? Like... <sighs> If we were to rank the defense against the dark arts wizards, okay, the, the defense against dark arts teachers, they were all teachers. wizards. Well, they were all wizards, right? Yeah. Harry never had a female uh, defense against the dark arts teacher. Oh shit! I never, um, I never really saw a difference between witches and wizards. But I hear you. <laughs> uh, but if you were to rank all, Will's the, the problematic host. How's that problematic? They're they're all wizards. If they were witches, I mean, was Friends ever? I mean, even Friends is a, a male centaur. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> um, if I had to rate them, so who did we have? We had so Quirrell. We got Lockhart, Lupin, uh, Lupin Barty Crouch, Barty Crouch, um, Umbridge, yeah, Snape. Snape. No, Snape was year uh, Snape was year six, and then he didn't go year seven. So yep, okay. that's all of them. Okay, so out of that six, if I had now, how are we ranking them? Just how who would win in a, in a duel? In a duel? Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So most people instinctively would go, "Oh, Lupin," but because he's the favorite, or maybe they go Snape if they think about it. I mean, there's no way Lupin's above Snape. So now this. But Quirrell is the dark horse. There's six of them. Yeah, I think we can all agree that Lockhart's the bottom and Umbridge nope. second bottom. Nope. No, okay. I don't agree with that. Okay. Here, so. This is going like if y'all hear me like if y'all hear pieces of paper that's just me no we're deciding for real this is this is gonna be the official so rankings I'm gonna make my list I'm gonna let Will make his okay. and then Max you make a list as well because fuck it we I'm gonna keep mine in my head like Jay Z oh well I don't good. need to write well good <laughs> for you chump so do you want me to just go into my list oh uh, yeah go into your list okay. I'm gonna come up with mine so I'm gonna start from least powerful to most powerful I'm gonna say least is for sure. Uh, the one from Chamber of Secret, Lockhart. Uh-huh. Least is Lockhart. Then Umbridge is second least. Uh-huh. Third least, I'm going to say, was Lupin. Mm-hmm. Fourth, no, I'm going to say it's either Lupin or Barty Crouch Jr. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Barty Crouch Jr. Mm-hmm. and then Lupin. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go Snape, and I'm going to put number one Quirrell with Voldemort in him. Okay. And right. I know that in book one, it seemed like Quirrell was scared of of Snape the whole time. Uh-huh. But I think that was just some uh, Kaiser Soze usual suspects shit. OK, now, now now that's not a bad list. My only thing is, how could Voldemort ever trust Snape after being in Quirrell's body? Yeah, that was a weird one, too. He like it just didn't make sense. Snape was always braver than a guy who would have been Voldemort's bitch boy for well, lack right. of a better word okay now all right so even though that's not what we talking about but if you come been with us this far i love <laughs> tangents fucking there's some great ones of this first of all how if you're voldemort <laughs> and you're back how, why don't you just turn this nigga quirrell around take the scarf off and go listen bitch we're killing dumbledore tomorrow 
put the hood back on and then get back to work. Yeah. What was the? I don't know. Maybe JK no, just wasn't. In a, it's. I mean, wasn't a thinking car- too far ahead. Well, apparently Voldemort said that he didn't uh, trust Snape enough to even give any signs. Okay. So Voldemort never told Snape, "I'm back." But wasn't Snape one of his top lieutenants? Yeah. So you would think he would tell Snape. It doesn't make sense. The only thing I could think of is maybe Voldemort was that scared of Dumbledore. Could that be. he just needed to find out more information, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense. Just, All right, so I got I got my list. Okay, I'm gonna start from the most powerful and go down. Okay. Okay, because we said who went in the duel, I'm gonna put Snape first. Okay. Right, Snape is first. I think Snape has better spells, better um, better um, aim. <laughs> okay. Even though he missed homies um hand and got like one of the twins' ears. Voldemort but, does lose in a duel to Harry Potter in that book. But that's not really a duel. As it's much as it's weird. like a beam struggle. It's yeah. like that's what we of the anime community call shit like that. So if you would have to think that in a different context, Quirrell would be dominant. Like if Quirrell was trying to kill Fudge or Kingsley mm-hmm. away from Hogwarts, it'd be easy. Like proximity to Harry messed it up, I mm-hmm. guess. Got you. I don't know. I don't know if Voldemort made Quirrell any more or less powerful, but when it comes to Snape, you could go Voldemort over Snape. I would go Voldemort over Snape, but I don't know that Quirrell had any extra powers. Okay, of like, Voldemort, because I feel like Voldemort couldn't use his powers. That's why he was pissed. Got it. It was so, like sloppy. Right. So I'm gonna put Snape first. Then okay. after Snape, now number two was hard because it's like, who do I put here? Barty Crouch Jr. or do I put? RJ Lupin. Now, I put Barty, and I'm kind of like, uh, about it, but I put Barty, because Barty is quicker to the kill than Lupin is. Now, mind you, Lupin told Harry, like, you know, you can't just keep using Expelliarmus, because it's we passed <laughs> the point of disarming motherfuckers, but I, d- I don't know any kills, any confirmed kills that Lupin has. The only difference that between him and Barty is I think Barty might play with his food a little more, yeah, you know, I think Barty might try to torture you to death, but I think he's yeah. he's quicker he's quicker to the fucking knife. So because I think he's quicker to the knife, I'm gonna give him the second spot. Third one's gonna surprise you because I got Lockhart here. No way, way, I got Lockhart here. <laughs> Want to know why? Memory charms. Yes. Okay. Lockhart is that dumb luck shit all the <laughs> way around. Because if you think about it, if it wasn't for fucking Ron's wand being broken. He would have done what he thought he was going to do in Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. And you got to think about specialties, right? Like Snape's specialty is potions and defense against defense against dark arts and alchemy. Fucking But Snape owned him in that duel. You'd have to think that of a course Snape, Of course Snape owned him in the duel, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying somebody like uh, this. Do you think Umbridge would Okay. Umbridge is Umbridge is a, everybody is a better duelist than Lockhart. It's not yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. But I'm saying Lockhart has the killer instinct to fucking. Oh. And the, he has the killer instinct that he's a bitch, right? Like Dumbledore or Umbridge wouldn't kill you until she was totally cool that she wasn't going to get in trouble. Nah, 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 nah. You ain't hearing me. Okay. Fucking Lupin isn't going to kill you, right? Okay. Lupin will take pity on you if you beg because he's a good guy. Lockhart would beg. 
You understand? Yeah. Like, oh, please don't hurt me. Because I'm thinking about who's on this list, right? Yeah. And we only have Snake. We have Barty, there's Umbridge, Lockhart, Lupin, and Quirrell, right? Yes. Now, if we look at all these characters in their nature, Snape going to get rid of you because Snape ain't got time for that shit. Yeah. Barty also doesn't give a fuck if you cry a bay. That actually might turn him on. <laughs> Umbridge. Now, Umbridge is kind of the weird catch-22 because her nature is, uh, if, it, if it's for national security, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. So it all depends on context on when she's fighting you, right? Yeah. But now... But she doesn't seem very good at fighting regardless. But she doesn't seem to use weak spells either. And every every yeah. time we ever seen her, she's using pretty powerful She probably shit. fights like Krabby. Yeah. <laughs> Just fiend fire. She's this is not, documented, government documented fiend fire. But I think she's very smart and I think she's also very powerful. She probably has drones. <laughs> probably, nigga. She probably has drones. Fucking... But she... I also think thinks thinks very highly of herself, so she'd get very cocky. All Barty has to do is use the Obliviate charm, and he got you. Not yeah. Barty, um, Lockhart. Yeah. All Lockhart has to do is hit you with the fucking memory charm, and that's it. He won. So he have- doesn't necessarily defeat you or kill you, but he won, and he's slimy. He's slimy enough to beg on his knees, but, oh, you won, and then when you're not looking, yeah. Obliviate. Yeah. Done. So do you do you have Lupin and Quirrell as the bottom two? I have Lupin and Quirrell as the bottom two right now, only because, and mind you, I maybe it's so my list will go Snape at the top, Barty second place, Lockhart third place, only because the next three people under Lockhart would fall for his tricks. I believe. Okay. I don't think Umbridge. Umbridge is too fucking cocky to take somebody like him really seriously and would turn her fucking back on him and get hit without oblivion. Do you think Lupin's her. compassion got him killed in the war? I think Lupin's compassion is what gets him killed, period. I think his compassion got him killed. I think his fucking lack of training got him killed. You yeah. know, because it's not they were on the run, bro. That's something else we're not talking about. They were The Death Eaters were fighting the living dead, basically. Yeah, the fucking order of the fiends was was on the run. They couldn't. They didn't have time to really relax. Not like you eating a fucking home cooked meal every day. Yeah, you on you in the woods running, trying not to get killed. Worried about your friends. You stressed out all the time. Yeah. You got a baby on the way. You don't know if you're gonna see your kid. Your wife. You next thing you, you know, you that radio show. Right. Next thing you know, your fucking wife is at the school. You like I told you to stay home. Yeah. So I don't think his mind was ever in the right place. And I don't know if this has ever been confirmed or not, but I'm sure magic has a lot to do with your mental state, your physical state, right? Because if you look at Voldemort, when he has the quote-unquote Elder Wand, he goes to blow up the barrier that's protecting the school. And he's like, people are like, yo, how are you saying the wand ain't working? That's extraordinary. He's like, no, bitch, I'm extraordinary. This is kind of not obeying me the way it should be yeah i'm extraordinary this isn't extraordinary for me you know me breaking through this barrier is light work so the reason i'm put lockhart there is because like i said i think the three people under him umbridge is too cocky she would get caught up fucking lupin is too compassionate he's not a killer you know what i mean yeah and i think he'd take pity on this fool and then end up obliviated with um quirrell I think Quirrell just has more, like, him with Voldemort, I don't think it makes him any smarter. It doesn't make him any more powerful. You know what I mean? It just makes him Voldemort's case. I thought Because remember, he was going against a 10-year-old. 
But he goes through Dumbledore's traps, easy, easy pickings. Bro, when you really think about those traps, right? <laughs> yeah, those traps are so lame. They're so weak. They're so weak. Just like, so, yeah, anybody can get through them, kinda. So word, I gotta, uh, I gotta play a flute. They're really just three things Harry would find fun. <laughs> My nigga, basically, because so you got to think of the time where you met a villain, right? When we meet Quirrell, the kids are ten. It's very juvenile. Yeah. Right. And does. We have to play chess. Our life depends on it. <laughs> there you go. When Loomis is the fucking yeah. when that can get you through the second stage. And the last, and, oh. the, and the last one is chess. So yeah. when you think about it, the difficulty went from Alohamora, playing music, turning on light, playing chess, then facing balls. Yeah. I think I'm cool with Quirrell being at the bottom here. What was this? What was that in terms of Dumbledore setting up that trap? He must have just been waiting around all the time for Voldemort and Harry to show up. Maybe. I mean, I bet you, in the hindsight, Dumbledore probably was there for that fight. He, pro- he probably he was. probably watched and let it happen and kind of made sure that Voldemort couldn't really hurt him. Could It could be. I think, um, I think personally that... If they would have put the traps around the the sorcerer's stone that they put around the school, that the teachers put around the school, that would have been a lot more effective than the shit that they actually did. Because that fucking um, uh, barrier that they put around the school, if you walked into that shit, you were disintegrated. Yeah. I don't think there was a password or none of that shit. If you walked into it, you were disintegrated until Voldemort blew it up. So you would have to be Voldemort powerful to get through the barrier. Instead of that, they wanted to guard it with a dog, with some grass, and a game of chess. Yeah. Yeah. So my top um, six I mean, for who win the fight. if you play that dog music, yeah, if you play, anything on the floor, who would ever think that that might be helpful? But what if you whistle? I know yeah. a whole bunch of tools. Yeah. I just got past Fluffy. Beat yeah. it. So my top six defense against the dark arts teachers in battle. I think Snape would win the most battles. I think yeah. Barty would win the second most, followed by Lockhart due to sheer dumb luck. Umbridge, I know, kill me later. Lupin, <laughs> and then last and least, Quirrell. Okay, That's wow. Our lists were so different. Yeah, man. Well, let us know who, who you guys uh, agree with more. Facts. If you listen to this episode and you got this far, please either hit up me at NicoWhite93 on Instagram or hit up Will at WillPosnan, W-I-L-L-P-O-Z-N-A-N. Got it. On Instagram or hit up Max Marcus at M-A-X-M-A-R-C-U-S-C-O-M-E-D-Y, Max Marcus Comedy, and let us know who you think would be, what would be your top six defense against the dark arts teachers in greatest to least when it comes to battle. So mine starts with Snape. It ends with Quirrell. Mine uh, starts with Quirrell and ends with Lockhart. And Max's. Okay, so here's mine. Uh, we have a lot of overlap, but here's our changes. So I think it goes Snape, mm-hmm. Barty, Lupin, Umbridge, mm-hmm. Lockhart, Quirrell. Quirrell. Okay. Man, you guys are sleeping on Quirrell. <laughs> nah, I don't think so, man. Because I don't... I think he was a pussy. I don't know, because yeah. if he did get extra power from Voldemort, it would put him up, but I don't know if he you did. I don't think he did. I think that he was like Kaiser Soze, where he was like acting like he was powerless as verbal kin in prison, mm-hmm. and then he's secretly the mastermind, and like 
without Dumbledore being there, I think that Quirrell would have been able to. Yeah, but see, that's still nothing to do with Quirrell's power. It's still all to do with Voldemort. Yeah. I still don't think Quirrell was all that much of a threat because everybody's talking to him like he's not. You know yeah, I mean? but in a dual situation, Voldemort would just take over. I doubt that, man. Because even when Voldemort took over, he had to tell he had to tell Quirrell, "Stop him!" <laughs> so if you have to order Quirrell around, okay, you've convinced me. I'm way wrong on Quirrell. I'll uh-huh. drop Quirrell to the bottom. No, no, no. Keep Quirrell where you are. I want you to be <laughs> wrong, bro. I like you being wrong. Don't correct yourself, because me and Max are right. I want to learn. Yeah, you've learned. Okay, that you were wrong. Oh. But who's to say? We don't know. The only person that can confirm deny is J.K. Rowling. Until then, we just sitting here coming up with stuff. So we're at the fifty minute mark, buddy. Okay. What else we got? Well, we we're gonna sort our final person, and it's another Dragon Ball Z character, the Prince of All Saiyans, <clears throat> Vegeta. <laughs> now, Max, because you actually know Dragon Ball Z, I'm gonna start with you. Where would you sort Vegeta? Prince of all saints. Uh, I'm gonna go off of who he is now. Okay. Since everything changed, and I would put him in Gryffindor. Ah. I think he's. I think he has the, the bravery. He can be like overconfident in his ability. So what's the change when you say everything changed? Because people he listen. started out bad. Okay. He, he came out. The thing also is a lot of Goku's friends wanted to kill him at some point, mm-hmm. and now so he's like Snape, kinda. He's very kinda. much like Snape. But he has a bit of a sadder backstory than Snape. Yeah. So Snape, single mom. Snape. Well, well. <laughs> so single mom for Snape. Um, I'll, I'll make this as quick as possible, but it'll probably end up being over an hour for this episode. But so Vegeta, Prince of All Saints, he's the um the Saints are a race of people, right? And they live on planet Vegeta. Vegeta is the prince because his dad is the king of all Saiyans, right? He's very, pow- very, very proud to be a Saiyan. He's very proud of his heritage. He's very, he's very proud to be a royal, right? Well, the Saiyans were working under a guy named Frieza, who for all intents and purposes is the intergalactic version of Hitler, right? Wow. He goes, he enslaves races, he destroys races, all that type of shit. And at one point, he felt that the Saiyans were becoming too powerful, right? So he decided to kill them all. So he killed he killed them all, blew up their entire planet, and he only left like four of them to survive. One being Vegeta. And Vegeta stayed under like his command. So Vegeta would go around and do what we would deem as evil shit. But he was actually just really complicated as a person. He hated the fact that he was under Frieza's fucking control. Frieza ends up killing him after he fights a battle that basically gets him shattered like emotionally. And Vegeta yeah. is very, 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 very 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 prideful you know what i'm saying like his pride and his honor is all he has so as time goes on him goku and the gang they start to become more and more close he becomes more and more of an ally even more and more of a friend he meets a woman named balma who's one of the main characters of the story back from its original incarnation in dragon ball balma and him become husband and wife vegeta never cared anything about life in general he's not human right he never cared about life in general he'd blow up a planet and drop for fucking hat but he starts to love his family and become a family man. It starts to give him pieces of his life back that he never thought he'd have. So he went from being this stone, no emotion having character to this character full of emotion, full of love, and full of um, duality. You know, because yeah. he's been on every side. He's been on the dark. He's been on the light. And he ends up 
really just wanting to be a fucking good, great dad to his kids, a good husband to his wife. And he doesn't, he's not like Goku. Goku's pure hearted. Goku won't kill you. Goku's down to knock you out. Vegeta will kill you and then just go right back home. You know, Vegeta has the, Vegeta's like a military um, sergeant. What a great character. Great character. Great character. You know he watched the show, man. Yeah. I gave you what I consider a short rundown because it's a lot of shit. He's a layered, layered what an character. interesting character. Layers, man. A lot of layers. So I'm sorry, Max. I said all that to catch him up and hopefully the people listening. So finish your analysis. Yeah, so just where he is now, uh, no longer under Frieza's control, much better dad than Goku. Much better, which is shocking. Yeah. Which is shocking. Go ahead. And I don't think he has... And he is willing to kill, mm-hmm. but I don't think he has the same need to like put the universe in danger just for fun the right. way Goku does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he will go up against people stronger than him, and he's very prideful, mm-hmm. obviously. So I think I think he's Gryffindor. That's one for Gryffindor. Okay, Will, what do you think? Now you don't got. I understand you don't know too much about the series, yeah. so it's fine. Next week we can do two sports people <laughs> that I won't know. Uh, I would say Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Okay. Got you. You don't even need to explain. <laughs> All right. So me, I and it's no contest for me, I'm putting Vegeta in Slytherin. Why? Because I think he's one of those good Slytherins. I don't I'm I'm one of the people I don't think Slytherin necessarily makes you evil. I think there's a lot of duality with Slytherins and I think that we need to give them a lot more credit. Sure, you have people that are like Voldemort, but then you have people that are like Draco. They were dipped in ink but washed off the fucking coin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Fucking Slughorn. V- Slughorn. Snape. Boom, there you go. Fucking Draco, Slughorn, Snape are three examples. But I'm sure there's more. Like, I don't even think Salazar Slytherin was all that bad. Sure, he was, like, racist yeah. and all that shit. But I think there was something more to that. It's like, it's like, um... I was, like, the head of their their Quidditch team in year one. Like, he really looked after his guys. He was he l- looked out for the young Slytherins. Mm. He was, like, a good head of their community. Well, right. And I think that I think that was back the time when, like, muggles were killing wizards and all that shit, right? No, in, like, Harry's first year. Oh, you're talking Harry's first year. No, see, I'm talking Salazar Slytherin. Well, yeah, he was Salazar Slytherin. Also, he looked out for his people. Right. But when Salazar, Godric, Helena, and Rowena, when they were all, like, young wizards coming up with Hogwarts, wasn't there, like, conflict between magical people and non-magical people? Like, when they founded it. They founded it. Yeah, so when they, they founded it. Yeah, yeah. There uh, was a... Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. So, when you think about it, right, we get Slytherins these, this bad rap for how they feel, but they know what non-magical people did to their people. So, yeah. when you bully motherfuckers and you hurt them, hurt people, when they're now able to protect themselves, they almost hurt more people because they don't want to be hurt again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... I think that's where Vegeta falls in. I think Vegeta, because of how he was raised, he never really got to know the the duality of his father, of his mother, of his people. He only ever got to see them as warriors. And he knew that his people were more than that, but that's the only thing that was valued because that's what they were hired for. They were hired to go and eradicate people on planets so Frieza could then sell the planet to somebody else. So... Because of that and because of how he ended up, he went through all his dark shit. He came out of it better, and he's not not willing to go the extra mile. And by extra mile, I mean kill. And I don't think that makes him any different from like a Lupin or any of the Gryffindors that participate in the war. But I think he obsesses with power, which he definitely does. He trains nonstop. I think that he's... um. He's down to put himself in proper position with proper people who he deems worthy, like Slughorn. Because if you ain't of a certain caliber, Vegeta ain't even going to fuck with you. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? If you a vagabond, if you rude, if you um, you know, he's royalty. He yeah. is royalty. And his wife is the richest woman in the fucking universe. She's but, Oprah. Not much richer <laughs> than Oprah. Like she Obama is a trillionaire. Yeah. You know. She's, so uh for those reasons, I'm putting Vegeta, Prince of All Saints, Slytherin. Y'all, you've made it. This is episode whatever the fuck <laughs> of, the good Potterhood one, pod, of the Potterhood podcast. But it really was a good one. We want to thank you guys for listening to our tangents and all that. I hope we didn't bore you with our non-Harry Potter things. But I found the stuff I learned interesting. And I, as, as did I. So we just hope that you all enjoyed it. Max, would you like to say anything to the people? I think I'm good. You think you're good. Well then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We are the Potterhood Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at NicoWhite93. Check out my website, NicoWhite.com. It is www.n-e-k-o-w-h-i-t-e.com. I am a comedian, and I will be in a city near you sometime soon. I'll be putting an album out very soon, and I have to keep saying that so I can edit that shit and get it to fucking (laughs) my guy over here so he can finish helping me with it. And get it out to you folks so keep a lookout for me will where can i find you i'm on instagram at will poznan w-i-l-l-p-o-z-n-a-n and uh that and yeah hit me up with your with your uh rankings for defense against the dark arts boom maxi where can they find you uh as of now they can actually find me at maxmarcuscomedy.com yeah my writing on NB on NBA satire blogs. Uh-huh. Uh, you can find the Potterhood there. There you go. You can find uh, this web series I I wrote and produced, Ooh-wee. and some of my stand up. Ooh wee! So now there you go. And if you work in the industry, you listen to this podcast. Damn it, we need money, sponsors, and all that other dope shit. So reach out to us. In any case, this is episode something of the <laughs> Potterhood podcast. I've been Nico White. I've been Will Posnan. Mischief managed. Ah. Yeah, you